How can you improve that all-important delivery experience? You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method to explore the latest advice on how to get it to work for your business. This month, we're not doing a marketing method. Instead, we're all about customer experience and how you can improve it. And the reason we're doing this is partly because well, these episodes are going out in November. You don't need lots of marketing method tips in November, but we all need to be thinking about customer experience and how we can improve that because it's becoming one of the big differentiating factors between those who are doing okay and those who are being super successful. So across this month, uh, all five episodes, we're exploring different takes on how to improve customer experience. So lots and lots to learn. Most of the episodes are ones where you can kind of just sit back, pack some boxes uh, and learn and get inspired for the things you're going to be doing next year. You will also find in many of these, these customer experience episodes some things you can still manage to tweak and improve for the impact on this Q4. Today's episode, as I said, it's going to be delivery. Uh, We are all about how that delivery experience can be improved. I'm catching up with an awesome person. Uh, He knows so much about the world of delivery, has many forthright views on it. And we will both be getting a little bit ranty in this episode. Uh, So make sure you listen right to the end, though, because at the end, he will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximise your delivery experience. And then I'll share my take on it all, plus give you some more free ways we can help you improve your customer experience even more. So stay tuned right to the end. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with customer experience expert Ian Kerr. Ian is the founder and host of the Postal Hub podcast and somewhat obsessed with delivery. Hello, Ian. You've just made me sound like a real nerd. Somewhat obsessed by delivery. But you are in the nicest possible way. Oh, dear. (laughs) And you get to fully geek out on delivery. We both get to fully geek out on delivery in this episode. So how did you end up in the world of delivery in e-commerce? I was born into it. (laughs) It's a short (laughs) answer. I grew up in a post office. So my my mum owned a post office. And as soon as I was old enough, I was working in the post office And I've also been working for a 
Post Office Agents Association, which is an association that represents post office owners in Australia. And about seven years ago or so, I started the Postal Hub podcast. And since then, I've branched out into video as well. And I do a video series called The Last Mile Profits. I could go on and on, Chloe, but, you know. <laughs> but, but essentially, I mean, the interesting thing about what we're talking about today is that a lot of what you're exploring, you're exploring from through the lens of how those organising the deliveries, i.e. the couriers, the postal services are looking at it, whereas I'm always looking at it from the angle of the retailer and how it is for the retailer. And then in this episode, we're talking about how it is for the customer because we're looking at how the retailer, et cetera, can improve the experience of the customer. So it's quite interesting, I think, we bring these different lenses to it. And this is a super important discussion because... Delivery is where you touch the customer. If you're a pure play online retailer, the only place you touch the customer is in the last mile. It's at that point of delivery. So if you're not getting that right, then that can spoil all your other good work in trying to create an amazing customer experience. So that customer experience in the last mile is super important. It really does make or break. And it's that it's the unboxing experience once you've got it. Yes. But the place where it can really, really go wrong is in it getting into your hands. Well, if you don't get it, you can't unbox it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for starters. <laughs> well, this, this is the, the basic rule, right, in delivery is customers or sorry, e-commerce deliveries, customers want their deliveries where they want it, when they want it. It used to just be about you'll get it at some point <laughs> sooner or later. But now there's that expectation in no small part created thanks to our friends at a major e-commerce retail, its name starts with A, that you will have choice when it comes to delivery over where it will be delivered, at what time it will be delivered, even how it's delivered. Anyway. Yeah, and it's... It is amazing how much the industry has changed in the last 10, 15 years. I know when I started my first job in e-commerce, back orders were something we monitored all the time because we would regularly try and sell or be selling product that wasn't even in the warehouse yet. So back orders were a normal part of our life and communicating to the customers about that and customers would expect delivery within 28 days. It's like an old mail order catalog kind of time frame, that, isn't it? That's exactly where I was. Um, it, so it's it's kind of mad to think how how that has changed, how the immediacy has changed. I guess rather than us just talk about how mad it all is, we should probably get into some some practical advice. So, where do you think the biggest area to focus on to improve customer experience in delivery is? Is it your courier options? Is it the packaging? Is it the in-flight experience of the messages they're getting as it's coming through? What, what's, the, what's the quickest thing you would, you would see someone doing to improve the experience? Well, when you get to checkout, how many payment options do you have? And compare that to the number of delivery options you have. That's one thing to think about right there. And so some people will say, well, hang on a second, I'm offering standard or express. What more do you want? Well, there are other ways to approach delivery. You can say, well, do you want delivery to your doorstep? Do you want delivery to a parcel locker? Do you want delivery to a an out-of-home collection point? So that might be a, a post office or a PUDO collection point. PUDO means pick up, drop off. 
Uh, so uh, a third-party Pudo point might be something like, oh, a Hermes collection point or a DHL Express um, collection point, just to give a couple of examples. Then there are other options like time frame delivery. There are options like Express, as we said before. So what kind of options are you giving your customer at checkout? And then you've mentioned in-flight. This is one of my pet topics as well. You've got to give customers the right kind of information. Now, this is a bit of a balancing act. What is too much? What's too little information? I'm sorry, everybody. I don't have the answer to that. If I knew the answer, though, I'd be up to my armpits in gold coin, wouldn't I? <laughs> you would. You would indeed. Well, let's let's just dwell a little bit on that choice of career because I think it it's another one where there is no perfect answer. It's about giving the customer the right choices that that work for your business type and your your product type and what your customer wants. And these days, I find it quite frustrating when I'm checking out and they're not telling me who it's arriving by. You know, it's like the FedEx guy who delivers to me quite annoying in a way that many people would find quite helpful, right? He, he knows where my office is, so he'll come and knock on the office door. And I'm a podcaster. I'd rather he left a card than interrupt a podcast. But he thinks he's being helpful. DPD, awesome. They leave things in all the right places. And our Hermes slash every delivery oh, every, lady, sorry. she yeah. is brilliant. So, you know, we, I, I like a Hermes delivery because our Hermes delivery person is excellent. I know not everyone has the same opinion on that. So like I find I want, I want more visibility, more transparency. And then as a customer, I might make a different decision to what you'd expect. And then of course, choice also, you know, comes down to the green side of things and that green angle, because like I ordered, um, some earplugs because my life's that exciting. I ordered some earplugs the other day and they gave me what reading between the lines was the, it's going to arrive via ship or it's going to arrive by plane, you know, like the slow option or the fast option. I'm like, yeah, perfectly happy with the slow option. I'm not, I don't need the earplugs tomorrow. It's okay if they take a couple of weeks to arrive. So I went for the slow option because I was reading between the lines again, that's probably a bit greener. And increasingly people are putting the greenness, the sustainability-ness of their delivery options there out, out in front to see them. So I think that's increasingly something which consumers are interested in doing, something which just makes them feel a little bit good. It's important for the delivery sector to develop tools that enable more transparency around emissions and the greenness of delivery. So how can we in the delivery sector provide e-commerce retailers that information? And part of me says, well, It'd be great if e-commerce retailers started really demanding that of delivery companies, demanding that your carrier partners give you some information about what the various environmental impacts might be of each mode of delivery. So is delivery to the doorstep worth X trees chopped down or whatever, whatever sort of grading you can put on it? What's better, residential delivery, delivery to a Pudo or a parcel locker, express delivery versus slow delivery? What about super fast delivery? There's a real decision-making matrix here for consumers. And at the moment we're guessing, as consumers, I say this as an e-commerce consumer, a lot of the time we're guessing and we're not always guaranteed of a result. I mean, you just gave your earplugs example. I ordered something off of Amazon, thinking it would be you know, transported to me by surface transport. 
which would take a week, and instead it arrived the following day, having traversed an entire continent by air overnight, which is an amazing miracle of logistics on the one side. But on the other side, I think, well, crikey, I didn't need it that quickly. I didn't really need to set fire to the sky just to get this delivery the following day. So if we're talking about this in, the, in, in, in terms of customer experience, we mentioned earlier that giving customers information at checkout is important. I think this is another part of it. What information can we give consumers at checkout? And bearing in mind that, I don't want to be unkind here, but a lot of consumers will say that they want to be green, but then their actions don't back that up. And one of my big bugbears at the moment is ultra-fast delivery. So the you, you know the companies I'm talking about, everybody, the ones that say they'll deliver to you in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Well, really, do you need an onion delivered within 15 minutes? How, how environmentally friendly is that? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of going off on a tangent there, Chloe. Okay, let me let me bring it back in then. We, you also mentioned in-flight earlier, and I think that's probably the most critical part with the customer experience is how we actually get the parcel to the customer. And I think one of the, the interesting things I'm seeing in the industry at the moment is a lot of brands, and I'd be really interested in your perspective on this from kind of the supplier side side of things, is a lot of brands are now creating their own in-flight comms portals that are on brand. So rather than sending the customer off to a another courier site, they're taking the notifications from the courier and turning it into their own branded updates, which from a brand's perspective is great. Is that something which which the courier networks are, are thinking is are seeing as being a helpful maneuver or less so? Well, I think that the e-commerce retailers want to take ownership of the communications. And as a shopper, who does a shopper expect to receive the communication from? Is it the retailer? Is it the carrier? Um, so it can be a surprise if you start getting notifications from a carrier about a mysterious parcel, especially if you've bought multiple things in one day. Or well, which parcel is this? So there's an understanding in the delivery sector that shoppers want to get their information from or branded by the e-commerce retailer. But then when you look at in-flight notifications, it's not just about notifications. It's also about the ability to make changes. So we've gone from this expectation or a, sort of a minimum expectation from customers that they'll be given updates. Your parcel will arrive next week. It'll arrive tomorrow. It'll arrive today. Right? That's simple stuff. What about making changes to that delivery? When you're notified that the delivery will be made tomorrow, can the consumer change their delivery choices that say, it's going to be delivered tomorrow. I'm not going to be home tomorrow because now I have to go to London for a conference. Well, do I want a failed first-time delivery or would I rather it goes to my neighbor, to a Pudo point or whatever? So this is where the, the, the interactive delivery management, or IDM, is often handled by the carrier themselves. In the UK, DPD UK has a great tool which allows you to make those sorts of changes, reschedule your delivery, reroute your delivery, things like that. So how can an e-commerce retailer offer that level of service without just sending the customer off to, say, DPD's app? It's a difficult one right now because if you are an e-commerce retailer selling, 
in a region or nationally, how can you compete with Amazon? Because that's what Amazon's doing. Amazon's giving people these sorts of options typically. There's kind of like um like a stage one, let's get the normal updates branded, but you're also going to receive stuff from the couriers sometimes, depending on the courier and the, you know, the delivery method. And then there's a far more complicated next option. And I'm I think most consumers would be would tolerate doubling up of messaging in order to get the right functionality. Because the, the worst thing you want, the, the thing you 100% do not want as a retailer or as a customer is a system that doesn't work. And you don't want to have those failed first-time deliveries. So you don't want the parcel delivery to go wrong because as a retailer, <laughs> increases the probability of a return. So you don't want that. Putting aside all the environmental uh, aspects of returns, but you don't want that from a customer experience perspective. It's a delivery failure. It's a failure of the customer experience if for some reason it's not delivered first time. And one of the things I got quite excited about last year when I was lucky enough to interview the CEO of this business was companies integrating what three words, the location finding service into their delivery activity. So uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know about this, what three words is a company who have divided the, the globe up into, I think it's three meter squares, and they've given each one three words as a name. They're slightly bizarre, or sometimes they're quite funny. But anyway, three random words for each square. And you can use it to, the, like the emergency services, et cetera, use it an awful lot to pinpoint exactly where things are. Uh, the guy who created it, created it because he was organising lots of music events and needed to tell people where the stage door was of loads of various random buildings in London. And it's had some amazing use cases. And for since last year, they've been busy trying to integrate this with uh, delivery services and an e-commerce website. So as you can actually say, that's where the door is. That's where the porch I want you to leave my parcel is. That's how to get in to speed up and make these deliveries more efficient first time. I got excited that, about that from like, oh, this is really awesome. This will improve experience. Ian, is this something you're seeing a lot of talk about in the industry, making it easier for the actual courier to find the correct place to drop something off? There's always a desire to find the right address. So when it comes to the delivery, though, I think there's, there are a lot of tools already out there that address validation. And I know this sounds like it's a little bit of an old-fashioned solution, but if you're able to force your shoppers to enter an, a recognised address, then that is you know three quarters of the battle straight away <laughs> to get the right address. So you can download, for example, from Australia Post. Australia Post makes available its address file. And that's every address, every recognised address in Australia. And every address in Australia corresponds to a barcode. So you can even barcode the addresses, which is a whole other discussion which we won't go into today. But by forcing your customers to enter the correct address rather than giving them a, a, a free-for-all in the address section, it makes it easier for delivery because – you know, the typos happen, errors happen when people enter their own address. By forcing them to, make, to enter the correct address, it really is, you know, it, it makes first-time delivery so much easier. And as I said, a delivery failure is a customer experience failure can lead to returns. I think what, what I love about the point you've just made there, Ian, is that we hear a lot of kind of crazy new stuff in the world of delivery. You know, everyone gets 
excited about the ridiculous idea that is drones. We're not even going to get into drones because that rant could take us a while, I think, on both our parts. But <laughs> delivery sector seems to be one of those ones where we, we have these kind of bright, shiny objects, these crazy ideas. And actually, to give great customer experience means using the tried and tested tools that are already at our disposal. You mentioned the Australia Post address file. Here in the UK, we've got the Royal Mail PATH file, which has been available for 20 years to help things get delivered better, to help you know improve the consumer's experience as they're checking out because they don't have to type everything. It really is about, about just making sure we're using this stuff we've already got better, isn't it? It is. It, it's easy to get distracted by shiny things. <laughs> you mentioned drone delivery, but there's lots of little delivery initiatives that are really niche. And 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 as an re- e-commerce retailer, you say, well, hang on, how much of my energy should I focus on this thing that's really niche as opposed to, you know, how can I make delivery better? How can I make delivery better by getting the address right or by giving people the delivery options that they need? So again, if we're focusing on the customer experience, I've never been convinced that these niche, <laughs> for want of a better term, um, novelty, I suppose, delivery methods are really going to help. They're, they're good headlines. They might make for a nice little viral video here and there, but you know, in all seriousness. Yeah. In all serious, guys, get the basics right. Well, look, Ian, it's been a pleasure pricking, picking your brains about delivery. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Ian's insider tips on customer experience and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Ian, so far we've gone deep into delivery. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of customer experience. So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with customer experience, which unsurprisingly and predictably also includes delivery. So Ian, are you ready for these? I'm ready. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? I'd say, first of all, Focus on the basics when it comes to delivery. Let, let me just share a little something that people might relate to. If we go back uh, even 10 years, a lot of e-commerce was focused on price and product availability, right? What was great about e-commerce was all of a sudden, all these borders ceased to exist. You could buy stuff from overseas that isn't available in your home country. Well, now it's all about the customer experience, so how can you improve the customer experience in e-commerce? And delivery plays that key part. So get the basics right in delivery, first of all. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Well, looking at what others are doing and trying to evaluate, is that best practice or is it 
Is it nonsense? And I think that when you're looking at best practice, a lot of the time in e-commerce, you're probably looking at Amazon. So what's Amazon doing in delivery and the customer experience? I think that's really instructive. If someone listening wants to learn more about all of this, is there one cheap or free resource you'd recommend, Ian? Well, I feel like the, the, the there's two things I'd recommend. Number one is listen to my podcast, of course, the Postal Hub podcast, because we're talking about this all the time from a delivery sector perspective. And just to give a bit of background there, the delivery sector used to just think about parcels like they, they went into a pipe at one end and appeared at a pipe at the other end. And there was like this magical thing. Now, it was, they were disappearing into, into a black hole. And they just said, went, said they went into a pipe. But you know, know what I mean. Nobody knew anything about the parcel. Once it was in, lodged in the, with the delivery company, it then reappeared. Now that radio silence no longer exists. Now you expect the delivery updates and all these sorts of things. So this is what we're talking about on the Postal Hub podcast all the time is how can we improve delivery because of the demands that e-commerce is putting upon us? So if you want to understand delivery from the delivery delivery sector's perspective, the Postal Hub podcast, go to thepostalhub.com, is one resource. And the other, if you're a bit more of a visual person, I do a video series called The Last Mile Profits. It's available on YouTube. It's available on LinkedIn. And we talk about, well, it's all of this sorts of stuff, especially some of the, we, we try to put the spotlight or on some of these emerging delivery technologies and discuss whether or not they're the real deal. Is delivery to garage the real deal or not? Is delivery into the car boot the real deal or not? Spoiler alert, it's not. But delivery into a garage, I think that's got potential. Delivery into your fridge. There's an interesting one. Heard of that one? I hadn't, but it doesn't surprise me that it's coming. So um, so lovely. Thank you so much for those two. And I highly recommend them both if you want to... Uh, to get the inside track on what's happening in the delivery space, well worth a listen and a watch. So that was Ian's podcast, the Postal Hub podcast, and the Last Mile Profits on YouTube and LinkedIn. Finally, Ian, and this is a question I am really looking forward to your answer on, um, is it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Or I'm going to add a bit to this question this time, or is it all just nonsense? Get ready for price rises, everybody. Get ready for price rises. Well, all, all the peak price rises have already been announced. Um, but I'd say, yeah, that's the first thing. In the year 2022, it's all about price rises. Post-2022, I think we're going to see a continuing transformation of delivery with regard to sustainability. So far, a lot of the talk about sustainability in the delivery world has been focused on electrification of vehicles, and that is a great way to decarbonize the last mile. I think we're going to see more discussion about getting the mix right in the last mile. By that, I mean, can we use cargo bikes in, in some instances? Where's it best to use an electric van? Where's it best to deliver even on foot? And understanding how all that fits together. I know I sort of hinted at it earlier when we talked about giving customers environmental information at checkout. Well, I think that, that that's really going to continue to ramp up and because of a number of factors, regulation, because of legislation, because of fuel price increases. Uh, but there was, there's going to be an increasing focus at delivery companies about that. And we're going to see 
who's fared income about it as well. Because to this point, I know this is an unpopular opinion in the delivery world, there's been loads of greenwashing out there. People saying they're green, but all they've done is just sort of trial one hybrid truck in a very flat part of the country where it doesn't have to go up hills. I think it's time now for the entire sector to really pull its socks up and and really try to make a difference because you now this what are the statistics something like 17% of global emissions come from transport and a significant percentage of them come out of the last mile. So it's not that we can ignore this anymore. The the environmental, legislative and regulatory environments are changing such that the environmental environment, you all know what I mean, that are changing such that there will be change coming. I really encourage all e-commerce people, marketers, owners, decision makers, to put pressure on the delivery sector to improve its reporting, to improve its performance, and to give you the right delivery options. Because I know this has been an extended rant here, Chloe, but you know it's the, it's the e-commerce sector that generates the parcels, not the delivery sector. End of rant. Exactly. And I think it's I think it's a case that we need to all work in partnership, which means putting pressure on each other in many ways. And I think um, I think you're you're almost certainly right that as an e-commerce industry, we're just sitting here waiting for the couriers to fix the problem for us to some extent. And yeah, it's time to start to start asking that of your reps and your 3PLs and all the rest of it. And it's not just about cardboard packaging. Before I start ranting as well, Ian, uh, we're very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? If you're an online sort of person, then go to thepostalhub.com. You'll find there all of my podcasts, all the blog articles I've written. If you're on LinkedIn, just look me up there, Ian Kerr, K-E-R-R. And I'm the one with the t- profile photo that's 10 years old. <laughs> Not that you can really <laughs> tell. Um, but uh, no, Ian Kerr on LinkedIn. And you can just follow me. You don't have to connect with me anymore. You can follow me. If you, it's like, like modern day lurking. I don't mind. And as I mentioned before, if you're a video kind of person, I do a video series called The Last Mile Profits. Incidentally, my partner in The Last Mile Profits is a former VP Logistics EU for Amazon. So he knows his stuff. So look us up on your YouTubes and your LinkedIn's for the the, the last mile profits. Last mile profits. Excellent. Thank you, Ian. And uh, like I said earlier, I highly recommend all those resources. It gives you such a... A good perspective and such a quick way of getting up to speed with what's happening in the delivery space. So Ian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and being so generous, sharing so much of your delivery insights with us. It's been a pleasure. Good stuff. Thanks, Chloe. So a lot of ideas, a lot of discussion there between Ian and I. And I think it really does come back to, as he was saying, as I was saying, you've got to get those basics right. If you can get the information accurate, if you can make sure that that in-flight updates, because customers, they want the information. They want to know what's happening. They don't want the uncertainty. That's, That's basic human psychology. So if you can get the right updates to people at the right time, ideally get those branded so it's really clear where it comes from. There's nothing worse than getting, well, there are many things worse, but it's bad when you get an update telling you a parcel's coming. You don't know which parcel it is. Always frustrating. 
so make sure you've got all that kind of stuff set up correctly. And then don't forget that in the checkout process is where this delivery experience starts. And during that, you need to make sure that you are giving the customers the choices they want and the clarity around what those choices are and what those choices mean. Bit of a design project to make it look good, bit of a research project to get to grips with what the options your customers actually want are because they are different for different types of products with different levels of urgency, different levels of service requirements and so forth. And then, of course, make sure your team are ready to deal with any issues that come up. We, there's a lot of areas of delivery we didn't get into in the customer experience side. We didn't get into parcels. We didn't get into returns. We didn't get into parcels because there's been quite a lot about parcels over the years. Um, that's an easier one to get to grips with. And also we didn't get into returns because, my, that's like a whole load of episodes all by itself. What we did get into, though, you can get the links to and you can get the full transcript of the episode, our set of notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our direct to episode links, which are keepopt.com forward slash whatever the number of this episode is. Once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Once you're on the website as well, you can check out the rest of our eclectic customer experience episodes at keepopt.com forward slash CX. Or, you know, if you're listening on a podcast player right now, just scroll up your feed to find out what else we've been putting out. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.